Welcome back. What's up, dudes? It's been a couple weeks. I know. I'm not going to explain everything. Sick of doing that every single time I do an episode, but fuck it. Um, this week, mainly um, with the podcast, is kind of just going to be structuring it, kind of giving you a vision of what's going to happen forward. Um, of course, the Friday podcasts are still going to happen with the video game related stuff, right? But now we're going to start ushering in this other element of the podcast that I was doing before, right? So the movie reviews, I'll have one up for a movie called Pearl. I'm going to go watch it tomorrow. Hopefully have it up shortly after the movie and should be available, right? Outside of that, um, I want to get back to more of the conventional podcast where you have one-on-ones with people. Right, just to get a vision of where they're at in their future, or currently, right now, right? It's multiple different things that I kind of been juggling at the moment. So it's going to be a little weird to kind of move into that because the idea being it's going to be two, three podcasts a week, and don't want to do anything that's super over the top and drags out too much, which is kind of like this fucking intro, but it's all good, but. Yeah, it kind of just give you an idea of what's going to happen forward. But, of course, with this week episode that you're listening to now, it's going to be catered towards the state of play that just happened randomly this week on a Tuesday. So, of course, it's been quite some time since we've seen a state of play. I think it's been at least three or four months. Of course, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm kind of just going forward with this. But, randomly on Monday, they announced, like, mid-afternoon, hey, tomorrow we're having a state of play. So... They conventionally don't do that. It's usually, hey, we'll announce it. Sorry, fucking nasty. (laughs) But usually they announce it, say, Monday or something, right? And like, oh, we're going to do it on Thursday. So it gives you a few days to kind of hype it up a little bit, whatever. Or I've even seen it, I believe, once or twice to where they announce it almost a week before. So them doing it so short notice reason is very strange to me. But, of course... That got people excited since we haven't seen it in a while. And maybe they were going to have huge surprises, right? And we're kind of going to go through this list. And, of course, this at the end of the day, it's not going to be a very long podcast. I want this to be very short and sweet. Like 10, 20 minutes, kind of get straight to the point of things and then go on from that. But here's everything that was officially revealed, right? To start off, we have Tekken 8, of course, fighting franchise for fucking ever since I was a kid, right? Um, big thing with this, I'm curious to see if it's a PlayStation exclusive. I highly doubt it because it's such a big franchise to where you want it on multiple things at once. Make more money for that company, right? Unless Sony went in there and like, hey, look, bitch, we're going to give you a, a lot of money. Take the money. Don't say nothing. Boom. It's only on our system, which I think they need a flagship title. I say fighting wise, right? Do I think there's a lot of competition for that? Not really, because, I mean, you got Super Smash Brothers out there that's kind of just obliterating everything. But you do have these one-off situations, like Street Fighter, right? Very popular franchise. Uh, Tekken, of course, very popular. Not as popular as the other two. But it would be kind of cool to see if Sony was like, here's our flagship title, like Nintendo has Smash. But we'll kind of go on from that. With the game, though, graphically, it looks ridiculous, right? In a good way. It looks very good. They're kind of showing off just the weather and particle effects, which it's a fighting game. I don't know if you need to show off too much of that. The mechanics just need to be cool, and it needs to feel fun, right? But I get it. It's on next-gen systems. As you can see, it's going to be ridiculous, I would hope. But 
I'm not the biggest fighting guy in the whole world. I don't know how this translates to the biggest fan of this, right? But it looks very solid. Of course, check that out on the Sony official page if you need to see a trailer or anything. Kind of showcase some of those graphics. Um, outside of that, I'm kind of looking on the list right here from IGN. And I don't want to go into that yet. That's going to be the ending. Um, the next thing was the Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. So that was previously a thing. If I'm not wrong, because I think this is, yeah, an enhanced edition. So this was for the original PlayStation VR. And I think it was even on, um, if I'm not wrong, I'm pretty sure it's on the Oculus, too. For sure it is. Um, so, yeah, they announced that there's going to be some enhanced editions. So, of course, graphically, right, that's just what it means. And it's going to be for the new PlayStation VR, too. Whenever that comes out, it's supposed to be some year at some point. My guess, probably not going to see it till next fall, because they want to mass-produce those units. I mean, maybe not. They might just do, like, a very limited run at first. But, of course, since it's a new thing, everybody's going to want it at once. They're probably going to be sold out very quickly. And then you're going to have to wait a little bit to get the next batch, you know, there on and so forth. It kind of just works out that way. But, of course, with that game, it looks interesting. I've never played it too much. Uh, I think it's something to note that, hey, at least you have something coming to that new VR system that you're going to be spending God knows how much money. Hopefully it's under 500 but I have a, a like sneaking suspicion it's probably going to be like six, especially with the technology that they're trying to drive with that thing. It's, it's going to be up there, but they got to be careful with that because you got the Oculus, which isn't as powerful from my understanding with the spec wise, but it's affordable, right? Three, 400 bucks for a wireless at home VR system is pretty crazy. Especially when you had the competitor, one of them being uh, Sony, there's other things out there, but Sony, of course, everybody knows that whole debacle with the first VR. It was a wire mess, right? Got things all over the place. It was very gross looking in the living room, especially if you like to have stuff like neat and tidy and whatnot. I can't imagine if you had OCD with that thing in your living room, like, what the fuck is this? This thing looks ridiculous. But no, man, I think what they're doing with that new one, um, I believe it's supposed to be somewhat wireless. There's still a wire that connects, I believe, straight to the system itself for the PS5. But it's not a thing where, oh, here's a processing unit, and then that connects into this, a wire goes into that, whatever. And there was four or five steps, I think, with the other one. This one is just strictly one wire connects straight into the system. Whenever it gets, though, to strictly wireless only, and it can connect via, like, a USB dongle or some shit, right? Then I think that's when you see the true next standard for PlayStation. But you're probably not going to see that. If I would imagine if they make like a a VR2 Plus or something, you know what I mean? Like the mid-generation upgrade. Because it's been a long time, say to backtrack a little bit, since you got the original PlayStation VR. There wasn't anything like that, like I said, with like a mid-generation upgrade, right? But I think since times are changing a little bit, they could do stuff like that now. But at the other end of it, they could just make it to where, hey, this is what you're going to get with the cord. You're going to get that for a few years, my guess, four to six years. And then say with a PS6 or something, right? Boom, you got a VR3, completely wireless, straight to your system, 4K, 8K, whatever the fuck they do. But at least you know with this that you got some games coming to that, right? Kind of going back to the Star Wars Galaxy Edge thing. And to kind of piggyback off of that, just to get right into the next thing, there's another one called Demio. This one looks like a tabletop type game you know think dungeons and dragons um i think it's an interesting concept for vr for sure 
I just think, you know, actually playing a game like this, not my cup of tea, never going to catch me dead playing it. I might check it out at some point just to, you know, do it, but I don't know. I thought this, though, looked pretty interesting just to have that in the VR setting, and I would imagine you can invite your friends, and then you guys can talk, you know, online. So just four people playing VR online, you know, for hours on end playing this, I could imagine it. So that seems interesting. Um, it says right here, too, kind of like what I said, it's a cooperative dungeon crawl and survival game. And, yeah, if you could fully immerse themselves in the tabletop-esque world. So, yeah, like I said, the tabletop thing, It's I think it's more catered to that than anything. It seems that that's not the idea going with the game, but that's what it looks like if you see the video for it. But that looked pretty interesting. Let's kind of move along here real quick. Uh, there's a Cusa spinoff. I mean, I don't know much about that to be like, oh, this sounds fucking cool. I really, I've never played Yakuza ever. There's, you could say, oh, well, I've played, you know, a couple of them for a little bit. I don't count that as actually playing it. So that's my case. I've never really done it. So, I mean, it's something that you can kind of say, well, there's another game you could play on a PlayStation. But if you're not really a fan of that whole franchise, then it's kind of like whatever. Um, they showed off some Hogwarts Legacy stuff. It was a very weird. I don't know why that had to be included into the state of play. And literally all they showed, I think it was maybe a minute, maybe a minute. And they were just showing off some PlayStation exclusive quest that was going on. It looked like it was more themed towards horror, which seemed kind of cool, especially for like a Harry Potter game. You don't really expect that. There are elements of horror for sure, but it's more of the fancy element that people will like, I believe. But yeah, it was interesting that, Hey, PlayStation users do get something exclusive. Didn't need to be shown here. Absolutely not. They could have just put out some random video on a YouTube thing, whatever it may have been. Even a Twitter video, honestly. They could have just done that real quick. I'm like, boom, this is what you got. And you could have added something else to the state of play. But, of course, that's being said, if they had anything else to replace that with. And they know it's a very big franchise that's going to be coming out. So, you know, if it makes dollars, it makes sense for sure. So... That's probably why you're seeing it there. Um, going off of that, let's go around here a little bit. Uh, there's a game called Pacific Drive. This one actually looked kind of interesting. Essentially, you're just in a post-apocalyptic world, and like it says in the title, you're Pacific Drive. You're literally just driving. Um, and you have some souped-up station wagon. I swear to God, I thought it was some like Christmas vacation shit when I seen it coming in. I was like, what the fuck is this? And it kind of has the art style of a Telltale game. So it got my mind rolling within like seconds. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like, are they going to try some bullshit with a movie tie-in? Completely wrong, right? It was something completely different. So that looked interesting. Um, kind of give you some more details right here. Um, it's from Ironwood Studios. Apparently they formed uh, two, three years ago, I believe. And this is their first game. Never heard of them. I hope. You know, this is a very successful first outing for them. Especially when you're doing a game that looks more arcadey than anything. Brand new franchise. The concept of you just driving. It might be very hit or miss with a lot of people. Of course, nowadays, the driving simulator is all about, you know, graphics and whatnot. Showcasing the hardware of a system. You know, with you know, Xbox, you got the Forza shit. PlayStation, you got Gran Turismo. And those games are fine, but... Long-term-wise, I don't really think people care about it too much. But, yeah, I wish these guys nothing but the best, for sure. Oh, I got an issue going on with my computer right here. There we go. Okay. 
this thing right here kind of pissed me off. I don't know why people are excited about this. Um, and I don't know why it had to be in the state of play. I thought it was kind of silly, too. Uh, this is called the, the PlayStation Stars Loyalty Program. Get out of this real quick. And essentially, let me go down here and see if they have more details. Because I know at the top of my head, it's kind of just if you do certain things, get trophies, different accomplishments in games, I think you get some free stuff. Um, as part of its free places to start program. Well, that's essentially what it is, right? It's essentially, you know, you do certain things and you get rewarded for it type stuff. It's kind of like with Xbox. Uh, they have uh, like a loyalty program, very similar to that, where if you log in a certain gamer score, or if you hop into Game Pass a certain amount of times, you get allocated a certain amount of points. From my understanding, you can go on their website and kind of redeem it for like different products. So if you have a shit ton of points, you could potentially get a controller for free. With this, though, um, I think it's something similar to that, but most of it is just shit that... It's digital content. So digital emblems, uh, kind of think Call of Duty, the charms that you can put on your guns. It kind of looks like shit like that. And the first thing that popped up in my mind was just NFTs. I feel like this is just their way of saying, oh, see, NFTs could be fun. And I think it's a sneaky way of kind of introducing this shit for future endeavors. I do think at some point, if NFTs... I guess get back on track with how they were trending a few months ago, how popular they were, how much money they were making. I think this is PlayStation's way of, oh, see, it's not an NFT, but it's very similar. But let's give you an aspect to it to where it could be fun, right? So if it starts popping off again, they can just come right back at you like, look, bitch, you like this before. Now now you can do whatever you want. You can buy all our characters in the NFT forums. You can buy like mission structures, guns or some shit from their popular games, whatever it may be. And they, they might incentivize it that way in the future, which would be very weird and scary. I hope they don't do that. But yeah, the PlayStation Stars program to kind of low, um, close it out, it looks ridiculous. Didn't need to be on here. That could have been a PlayStation blog or whatever. And that's about it. Um, the next one, this game looks fucking weird. It's from Bandai Namco. It's called Sin Duality. Duality, whatever. Um, it's an anime game, dude. I'll tell you what, that shit's boring as hell to me. I get it if people like that fantasy aspect and they want something that's bigger than life type of game and bunch of different weird characters, robots and shit, whatever, set in the future. I, I get it. But this shit is just so ridiculous to me. And the funny thing is, and I get it, they're trying to highlight, you know, Japan and shit, all the other countries outside of the uh, United States and kind of show off, like, look, there's talent everywhere, right? Which is true. You want to showcase some of that. But I've noticed this. Like, you got to find something that could be relatable in some capacity. You got to find something that people are going to hold on to immediately. This isn't something like it. And it's a, it has a description right here. A third-person shooter featuring mechs and an art style akin to Nier Automata. I know that game, just from working at GameStop and whatnot, dude, very popular with a bunch of people. But like I said, it's it's very singular and very derivative to a very specific audience. I don't know how you're going to mass produce that uh, to the grander scheme of, you know, shit tons of people have to play this. But it's an option, right? At the end of the day, there's going to be plenty of people that play that shit and they make plenty of money. And that's just how it works. Um, so hopefully, successful. And I wish them nothing but the best, but not my cup of tea. This game, I 
cannot stand. They keep showing this fucking game. Um, it was called Project Eve for the longest time. I believe they showed it off for the first time. It had to have been last year. I think it was either last year or the year before it. But yeah, it's called Project Eve. It was another one of those games, you know, from Japan, you know, RPG, uh, very, you know, Final Fantasy-esque, right? Uh, it looked okay, but it, like I said, it's just not something I would ever play. But they're kind of hammering it over people's heads, like, you better fucking like it. We're trying to highlight these studios across the world. And it's, it's, like I said, you got to have something that just is easily accessible to people. This shit, it's not going to be accessible to a huge audience, but they still have a very big chunk of an audience that will still play this shit. And who knows, man? I mean, I was always against Final Fantasy, and I always thought that there was no way I was ever going to like that game. And then I played the Final Fantasy VII remake, and I thought it was amazing. So it's one of those things, maybe. Got to just kind of check it out for yourself and see if you like it. But I look at it in a business sense. I get two aspects of it. One aspect, you got to highlight the stuff overseas because that shit's very popular over there, right? You want to kind of westernize it, right? And at the same time, you want to hope that it could hit a big audience in the States. So it makes a shit ton more money, especially if Sony owns this shit, which I believe they own this studio if I'm not wrong. Um, And just to kind of wrap it up, it kind of gives you a little description right here. It's extremely shiny looking action game shown off last year in the Korean studio, so I knew it. Uh, Korean studio shift up, so shout out to those guys. Um, the trailer showed off a mix of gameplay and cinematics, giving players a look at the game's futuristic setting and story. True. Like I said, graphically it looks cool, but yeah, we'll see how it kind of works out after that. This game actually looked pretty interesting. Uh, this is from the developers at Neo. I believe it's Team Ninja. I don't want to, let me see. I'm pretty sure it's Team Ninja. Yeah, Team Ninja. So, the people that made Neo Samurai game, right? The game's badass. Kind of very similar to Dark Souls, in a sense. Uh, I say in the to the degree of difficulty. That's kind of what it's like. Uh, it looks really cool. This game is called Rise of the Ronin. So, as you can tell, like another samurai-type game. It looks really cool, dude. I'm not going to lie. Um, at first, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to dig this. Because... I don't know how many more samurai games we really need. Especially the the creme of the creme, right? The fucking... The top dog, I believe, is... Well, one, I guess you could say Sekiro was very popular just for the difficulty it was. Just the setting and environments and the characters, all that stuff. Just how difficult it was from what I heard. I still want to play it. I just never got around to it. Um, but Ghost of Tsushima, I think, is still, like... The most popular one. And that game's fantastic. I can't recommend that game enough. Played it to death, pretty much. Um, but this game looks very similar to some of those. Um, got very heavy Assassin's Creed, like OG Assassin's Creed vibes on this one. And of course, you still get some of the aspects of, say, Ghost of Tsushima. But I would say very arcade style. Kind of like Ninja Gaiden. And whatnot, which I'm sure I think that's from the same studio. If I'm not wrong, I think it's Ninja Theory, maybe I don't know, but it's very akin to that stuff. Which I believe the game, which this was the weird part, which I don't know why you had to show it off today or when this came out on Tuesday, right? Uh, it doesn't come out till 2024, but it looks really far along in development, so this game could look completely different. And the big thing is, too, it is a PS5 exclusive, so we have. Essentially, what, a year and, say, a year and a half, just to be conservative, right? 
hopefully, hopefully, you know, it comes out on time and the game is probably going to look different from now until then, especially if it's a PS5 exclusive. So just the fact that they had enough gameplay to even show people on Tuesday, pretty cool. But like I said, it's a little too early, in my opinion. You could have waited till next year, essentially, at some point with the state of play. But it's all good. Um, and then uh, to wrap up everything, so we're getting around to the point of where I wanted to stop. So this is good. Because I want to make it short and sweet. Um, two things. So this is going to be God of War related. So this is how they ended off the show. Because at this point, I think the Rise of the Ronin was the last thing that they showed before they got into this. And overall, my experience with the state of play, I thought it was okay. I wasn't really too stoked about a lot of the stuff. I think graphically, like Tekken looked kind of impressive, and the Rise of the Ronin seemed interesting. But nothing else really got my attention. But I heard for weeks there was some rumors saying that there was some God of War footage that was going to get released about four minutes worth in the very near future. And like I said, it was like two, three weeks ago when I heard this. So I was hoping at the end of this state of play, boom, we're going to get a new trailer and see what's going on. Sure enough, they started off, though, which is kind of funny. Uh, there's a limited edition DualSense controller, which looks really, really cool. not going to lie. Um, I believe, just off the top of my head, it has a baby blue and somewhat, I think it's more of like a purple finish with it. And it has a little design on the touchpad. It looks really sharp. I'm going to buy just because it's God of War. And I went all out whenever the first one came out. I guess a reboot is um, back in 2018. That rebooted version is the one that I was like, okay, shit, like, this is fucking, this is the game going forward. So with this game, of course, I like to go over the top. I'm going to get, like, a collector's edition for it. I'm probably going to get the controller, too. But they showed off new footage of the game, um, in-game, which is great. And the game looks amazing. And my biggest thing, my takeaway from it is, of course, it looks very similar to the combat and everything from the last game that we just got, which... You know, it's supposed to be that. I know people kind of complain, like, oh my god, it should look way different. It's like, I don't think it should. I mean, you got to think, these guys, essentially, from what I understand, they kind of just went straight into production after the other game released. And, of course, you want to keep a lot of the core mechanics that people liked from the first game anyways. And is there going to be different things in this game that enhances that? Of course, you know, shield combat from what I've seen looks a little different. Um, the grappling aspect with the blades, um, you can do some cool shit with that now. Um, and I'm sure there's other stuff too. That's supposed to be a surprise, right? And that's how they treated the other game. There were some surprises in there that we didn't know about yet. And we got thrown to it and it resonated very well with us. So with this game, uh, the biggest thing I'm understanding is the combat, very similar, but expanded upon, which is great. Um, graphically, I think it looks amazing. Uh, I think of course, at the same time. It probably was held back a little bit just because they had to do some, uh, they had to do the production on the PS4 version of it, right? So I'm not a fucking developer. I don't know if that affects anything. I'm just kind of going off what I think in my head, uh, just kind of theorize a little bit that that's going to take away some time and resources essentially to make that version at least playable, right? I don't think at all they're ever going to try to pull a cyberpunk and be like, oh, we'll just release it on that system and see what happens. No, but this. I know for a damn sure, especially if it's a Sony exclusive thing, they're going to make sure, like, look, it better work on both. And it better work good. And it's not going to look as good, right? Of course, you're on a PS4, and it's very old hardware. But I'm hoping we get to see some PS4 gameplay of this, because what we got earlier in the year with Horizon, that game actually ran pretty damn good on a PS4 Pro. I was shocked. 
Um, and I don't think there's going to be any exception with this. I think they're going to do really good with the PS4 version. But like I said, to kind of wrap that up, little topic up, that I do think that did take away from the overall quality of the PS5. Like if it was strictly in development for the PS5 the whole time, the graphics probably would have looked a lot better. But like I said in the beginning, it looks great. And another aspect that I'm understanding with this game is it's huge in scale. There's so much shit going on. The big ass wolves, jellyfish and shit flying through the sky. Um, my favorite shot of the whole trailer is when Treya shot an arrow towards the eclipse moon, right? And uh, it kind of made a uh, dividing point to the whole sky and kind of ripped the time, right? It kind of ripped the sky in half. And I would, like, it's kind of like this space time continuum bullshit, right? That you would see with. Some other things like Back to the Future or whatever, right? There's like a ripple in time. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. You see the wolf kind of going up there or whatever, and it kind of rips apart. It looks fucking badass. And it's like opening up a new world, essentially. So that was very cool. And, of course, the ending shot of it was Kratos going up against Thor, which everybody wants to see. It looks fucking cool. But can't wait for that. It's going to be coming out very soon, November 9th. So, you know, we got another, what, month and a few weeks, and we're pretty much there. But yeah, outside of that, like I said, I wanted to make it short and sweet. And we got all the topics kind of hit across the board with the state of play. Um, very solid. I, I'd give it like um, like a C, you know what I mean? Maybe like a 7 if I had to go on that number scale. It was solid, but not the greatest thing in the world. The God of War stuff really saved it for sure. But yeah, let me know what you guys think. You can always hit me up on social media. I'm like Mr. Curls across everything. M-R underscore C-U-R-L-Z-Z. Kind of give some thoughts and feedback. Maybe some things you like. Maybe some things you didn't like. And maybe something I missed. But yeah, just let me know how everything is. Uh, hope to see you guys next week for sure. I'm going to have some content for sure surrounded. Um, we got some Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta stuff that I'm going to be talking about next week. I was going to do it this weekend. But one, I'm working. And then two... I don't want to do a full day of COD because I'm probably going to play 10 to 12 hours today and then kind of go straight into a podcast after that. I want to make sure I can play a full weekend and then next week, you know, it's going on again and I can kind of give very strong thoughts, kind of collect my thoughts over the next few days and let you know, hey, this is how I feel about the game. And on top of that, I'm hoping for next week as well, a full review of The Last of Us Part 1 for the PS5. They kind of chipping away at it a little bit here and there of course i played the game multiple times on a ps4 and then, you know ps3 so it's kind of hard even after all these years to replay the game because you know exactly what's going to happen and of course visually it looks amazing for that game so it keeps you in it the whole time but yeah it's a little tough a little tough to just sit down and just keep doing it over and over again but that's the idea call of duty last of us next week outside of that you guys have a good day thank you